Social media works when you use social media strategically. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the quote-unquote original Everyday VOpreneur, and looking forward to giving you a little bit more advice today that you can use to grow your voiceover business. Before we dive into this episode, I want to say thank you for subscribing and leaving your reviews wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And of course, go online anytime at vopreneur.com and you can catch any episode of the podcast. I really encourage you and thank you for using the social share buttons on vopreneur.com as well so that you can spread the podcast around with the people that are in your network. Well, since we're talking about networks, that happens to be the subject for this week's episode. I want to talk to you about social media and how to build a social network. I'm very big on using social media for a few different reasons, not the least of which is it's free. It is a really great way to build your database of leads, prospects, and clients, and also a really great way of sharing your message and the work that you do, the services that you offer, the value that you add, and doing it all on a $0 budget, which is, I know, really important to a lot of people. But I also know a lot of voice actors that say that social media doesn't work for them. And I think one of the reasons why social media isn't working is because you're not properly building your social network. So what I want to do in this episode is run through just a few tips that you can take into consideration so that you can be a little bit more intentional about building your social network so that as you are sharing your message, you're more likely going to get it in front of the right people. Now, the first place I want to start is talking about the difference between profiles and pages. And I think there's a lot of confusion that takes place on this particular subject because we use words interchangeably. We use the word profile and we use the word page interchangeably. So a lot of people will talk about their Facebook page or their LinkedIn page, but what they're actually referring to is their profile. And the reason why we get confused is because there are two different things. And those two different things work in two different ways. So before we get into any of this, I want to start by giving clear definitions so that as you're talking about social media and building your social media followings, we know that you're talking about the right thing and you're building them in the right way. So first and foremost, we're going to start with the Facebook profile. That is what everybody gets when they sign up for Facebook. You get your personal profile. When you have that personal profile, you have the opportunity to add friends. And those friends can be anyone from family members, actual friends, buddies from high school, potentially some clients that you're working with. But all of those people that you are adding as friends 
are getting access to your personal profile. Now, for me, I take the word personal seriously, and I don't really share a lot of voiceover-related content on my personal profile. And for those of you that might be friends with me on Facebook, you can see that that's very clear. Chances are, on my personal profile, you are much more likely to find me talking about things like barbecue and baseball, because that's who I am personally. So that is your Facebook profile. And it is my opinion that your Facebook profile should be kept personal. I think that's the way that it was designed, and that's the way that it works best. If you want to get connected with other voice actors, adding them as friends on Facebook and having them part of your personal profile is a really great way to do that. But that audience that you are building is not the audience that you need to be promoting your voiceover services to. If I were to promote voiceover services on my Facebook profile, I would be sending out information to other voice actors, to family members, and to friends, the vast majority of which are never going to hire me. That's where the Facebook page comes into play. The Facebook page is what you set up for your business. And the audience that you want to build on your Facebook page should be leads, prospects, and clients. Every day, I get another half dozen invitations from voice actors inviting me to like their Facebook page. I'm not the right guy to have on your Facebook page because I'm not the guy that is likely going to hire you. So if you are creating a Facebook page for your business and then you are inviting all of your Facebook friends to your Facebook page, what you have now done is created an audience that is identical to your Facebook personal profile. Again, the people that are much less likely to hire you. So strategically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And this is one of the reasons why people say that they don't see any purpose or they don't see any traction from their Facebook pages. It's because you're inviting the wrong people to like your Facebook page. The people that you want on your Facebook page are the people who are more likely going to use your voiceover services. You create your Facebook page so that you can invite your leads, your prospects, and your clients to engage with you on your Facebook page, not so that you can invite other voice actors or your family members to engage with you on your Facebook page. It's all about being strategic in how you build your audiences so that when you market, you're marketing more efficiently. So that is the Facebook profile and the Facebook page, two very different things that should have two very different audiences if you are building them strategically. Now, LinkedIn offers something similar, but because it's a totally different network that works in a totally different way, it may not be necessary for you to have both. So with LinkedIn, you get to have a LinkedIn profile, but you can also have the opportunity to create a company page. With LinkedIn, again, you want to be strategic about who you are inviting into your network. The voiceover community is one of the most tight-knit communities that I have ever experienced. The challenge with that becomes you are friends with the same five or 600 voice actors on Facebook. You have the same five or 600 voice actors in your LinkedIn network. You're following the same or 500 or 600 voice actors on Instagram. 
And you are also following the same five or 600 voice actors on Twitter. So now what is happening is you are seeing the identical content across all the different social medias because that's what most people do. Most people will share identical content across all of the social networks. So somebody writes a blog and then they post that blog on Facebook and then they post that blog on LinkedIn and then they post that blog on Twitter and then they post that blog on Instagram and you are now seeing identical content across all of your social networks, which is frustrating for you. But at the same time, the reason why you can't get any traction with all of these social networks is because it's the same people that you're interacting with on all of these platforms. And so that is not a strategic way to build your networks if you are looking to use them for marketing purposes. So with LinkedIn, it makes more sense to be connecting on your LinkedIn profile with your leads with your prospects, and with your clients. Now, this does not mean that you can't connect with other voice actors. Not at all. If there are particular voice actors that you have closer relationships with, if there are particular voice actors that you consider to be mentors, if there are voice actors that you learn from, if there are voice actors that you are in accountability groups with, if there are voice actors that you partner with, absolutely, you can have other voice actors in your network. But the greater point of this is not to build identical networks across all the different social media platforms. So with LinkedIn, you're able to share content through your news stream, and that content is going to go out to the people that are in your network. And so you want to make sure that the people that you are connecting with are potentially people that are going to hire you. LinkedIn does give you the opportunity to create a company page. And that is something that I have done. Now, I had a company page for Mark Scott VoiceOver for a number of years, but recently I blew that page up and started a new one because I wanted to take a different approach. So in order to do advertising on LinkedIn, if that's something that you're ever going to think about, you have to have a company page. You cannot do advertising at this time through your LinkedIn profile. You have to do it on a page, which works the same way that Facebook does. You cannot do Facebook ads on your Facebook profile. You can only do Facebook ads on your Facebook business page. So if you are thinking that down the road you might be interested in doing advertising, then in that regard, creating a LinkedIn company page could certainly come with some advantages for you. Even if you're not thinking about doing that, Creating a company page on LinkedIn still has the added benefit to you of being one more place where you can showcase your work, one more place where you can talk about your company, and it becomes one more thing that is searchable in the LinkedIn database. So, Facebook profile, Facebook business page, LinkedIn profile, LinkedIn page. Those are four totally different things, but like I said, Part of the confusion comes because we use the terms interchangeably. One of the things that I want to point out is that it is not mandatory. You are not obligated to connect with anybody on any social media platform. So if you're using Twitter as an example, and you find that the people that are following you on Twitter are a lot of other voice actors, you're not obligated to follow them back. Because you are trying to be strategic about how you build your network. Every time you add another voice actor into your network on Twitter, your social media feed on Twitter is going to be filled with the content that other voice actors are sharing. 
Is that going to help you with your objective for the platform? That's the question that you have to ask yourself. If you've decided that you want to use Twitter as a place to engage with voice actors, but you want to use LinkedIn as a place to engage with leads and prospects and clients, then that is a strategic choice and you're going to design your network accordingly. That means that you're not going to connect with other voice actors on LinkedIn, but you are going to connect with voice actors on Twitter. That said, if you don't want to have a whole bunch of voice actors on Twitter, then don't follow them. Choose to follow the people on Twitter that is going to build the audience and the content stream that you are most interested in. One of the things that I have done in the last couple of years is I have gone through a massive unfollowing on Twitter because I got tired of all of the political propaganda that was being shared in my newsfeed. It is not anything that is relevant to me. It is not anything that I have any desire to engage with. I found that as I was seeing that content coming across my feed on a daily basis, it was actually frustrating me. And I don't want social media to frustrate me. I want social media to be a tool. And so I had to make strategic choices about who I wanted in my network and the type of content that I wanted to see on Twitter. And as a result of that, I started unfollowing a lot of people on Twitter. And I don't feel guilty about it because I'm using Twitter for my business. I'm using Twitter strategically. And you need to do the same thing. So you have to have a plan. Who is the audience I'm trying to reach on Facebook? Who is the audience I'm trying to reach on Twitter? Who is the audience I'm trying to reach on Instagram? Who is the audience I'm trying to reach on LinkedIn? And maybe you're not even going to use all of those social networks, and that's fine too. The most important part is that whichever social networks you decide to use, you are building the audiences strategically. Once you have started doing that, the next piece of that puzzle in order to get social media to work for you is to customize the content that you are sharing so that it is relevant to the audience that you are building. LinkedIn tends to be a much more professional place for me. The content that I am sharing on LinkedIn tends to speak more to my voice buyers, the people that are potentially going to hire me. That's the way that I have designed that network. That is the audience that I am catering to. So that is the type of content that I want to share. Now on Twitter, I do share voiceover-related content, but I also share a lot of other stuff. I share a lot of personal stuff. Anybody that's following me on Twitter, you'll know I talk a lot about baseball on Twitter during the baseball season. Sometimes Twitter becomes a place for me just to share random thoughts that pop into my brain. Every once in a while, sprinkled in with a coaching tip or maybe something about my voiceover services. I have a different kind of audience on Twitter than I have on LinkedIn, and so I'm trying to create content that will be engaging to that Twitter audience. Instagram is the same. If you look at my Instagram feed, it is not all booth selfies because that's not the audience that I'm trying to create. That's not the audience that I'm trying to speak to. You will find some booth selfies. You will find some landscape pictures. You will find pictures from my garden. You will find pictures of my smoker and you will find pictures of crawfish boils and Instagram has been strategically designed for me to show off elements of my professional life, but also show off elements of my personal life so that it becomes relatable. I don't want people to think that I am just a voice actor 24-7. I'm a regular guy too. But I also make strategic choices on Instagram because I'm using it for lead generation. So when I post a picture of my smoker, 
on Instagram. I'm using hashtags that are speaking to the audience that I want to see that picture. And from that, I'm paying attention to who likes it and who engages with it because sometimes that creates lead opportunities for me. So let's just say that I share a barbecue picture on Instagram and a barbecue sauce company likes that picture and leaves a comment about that picture. That becomes a potential lead for me. That becomes someone that I might follow back and it becomes someone that I might reach out to either through an Instagram direct message or maybe I'll jump onto their website and try to find an email and actually reach out and contact them. So I'm using Instagram strategically, just like I'm doing with Twitter, with LinkedIn, and with Facebook. So if you are finding that you are not seeing the results that you want to see from social media, there are a couple of potential problems. First and foremost, you have not built the right audience. And secondly, you're not sharing the content that is relevant to the audience that you've built or sharing content in a way that it can be found by the audience that you want to build. Do you know who follows the voiceover hashtag on Instagram, on Twitter, or on LinkedIn? Other voice actors. But every single time that voice actors post something on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn, they use the voiceover hashtag. So what you have just done is pushed out content that you probably intended for video producers or commercial producers studios, ad agencies, instructional designers, whatever, but you've just pushed it out to a whole bunch of other voice actors because that's the hashtag that they engage with. You've got to customize the content to the audience that you want to build and the audience that you are trying to reach. The other thing that you have to do is engage with that audience. You can't just post status updates on all of different social networks and then just leave them out there and wait for people to hire you for voiceover. I'm spending time every day on LinkedIn leaving comments and engaging in dialogue with the people that are in my professional network. I'm bringing them, bringing myself top of mind with them, but I'm also engaging with them and slowly but surely building relationships with them so that when it comes time for them to hire a voice actor, I'm going to be the guy that they're thinking about. I do the same thing with Twitter and I do the same thing with Instagram. I'm engaging with the audience that I am trying to build. I'm liking and commenting on their photos on Instagram as well as replying when they leave a comment on mine. So you have to engage with your network. You can't just broadcast your sales message and then wait for the magic to happen. The magic happens through the engagement that takes place. And one of the reasons that engagement might not be taking place is, again, because you're not sharing content that is relevant to the audience. Or maybe you're sharing polarizing content. I said earlier how I went through a massive unfollowing this year because I just got tired of all of the political propaganda and the rants and the raves and and just the general angriness that was becoming part of my regular daily Twitter feed. And so I dumped a lot of people on Twitter. That content was polarizing. That content did not appeal to me. It wasn't anybody that I wanted to engage with. It's certainly the companies. If there's companies that are sharing that kind of content, it's probably not the kind of companies that I want to work with. And so it all comes back to building your network strategically and sharing the content that speaks to that network. So if you're sharing really polarizing content, 
it is entirely possible that you are going to be costing yourself opportunities. And so I want you to think about that. The other thing I want you to think about is customizing the content to the social network that you're using. One of the things that I can't stand is when I see the exact same, literally exact same identical post across four different social networks that has not been customized correspondingly to the network that it's been shared on. It is really annoying when I'm trying to read a tweet, but that tweet gets cut off mid-sentence because it was actually pushed from a Facebook status update. That, that makes me crazy. Or same thing with LinkedIn. If you want to engage your audience on LinkedIn, share your content on LinkedIn. Share it with the right size image. Share it with the corresponding hashtags. Share it with the amount of, appropriate amount of text. Get into LinkedIn. Share the content. When you're ready to share that content on Twitter, you do the same thing. You rewrite the message and modify it to the character limitations that are offered on Twitter. You use the appropriate hashtags. You tag the appropriate people. You use the appropriate image size. Same thing goes for Instagram. Customize the content to the network that you are on. When I create video versions of my demos, I create video versions that are sized for LinkedIn and Facebook, and I create video versions that are sized for YouTube and Vimeo, and I create video versions that are sized for Instagram. I'm being strategic and I'm customizing the content that I am building. And I think that that's something that is really important for you to do as well. And then the other thing I want you to think about is not being afraid to be personal. A lot of people say, do I need to have a separate profile for my business and for my personal? Well, if you're using everything strategically, then you shouldn't have to. For the really personal stuff, you're using your Facebook personal profile and the companies that you are trying to work with aren't seeing that content because you're not friends with them on Facebook. So the content that you're sharing on your page is going to be a little bit different. But that doesn't mean that on other platforms, you can't have a nice mix of both. As I already mentioned, that's why on my Twitter, you'll see me talking a lot about baseball. That's why on my Instagram, you'll see me talking a lot about barbecue. Because I'm becoming personable. People don't just want to relate to somebody who works. People aren't just going to connect with me because I'm a voice actor. But people might connect with me because I barbecue and they barbecue too. Or people might connect with me because I tweet about baseball and they like watching baseball too. I have picked up clients before because I'm a Red Sox fan. And I talk about the fact that I'm a Red Sox fan on social media. That has worked into my favor. So don't be afraid to be personable. Let me recap these quickly. Know the difference between profiles and pages. They're very different things and you can't use the language interchangeably. Each of them has a strategic purpose and they need to be used in a certain way. So you have your Facebook profile, which should be personal, your Facebook business page, which should be professional, and then you also have your LinkedIn profile and you can set up a LinkedIn company page if you choose. Don't follow all the same people across every one of the social networks because that is building an identical audience. And if that identical audience happens to be the vast majority of the voice actors that you know, that's going to prove even less fruitful in your social media marketing attempts. Be strategic about the networks that you are building. Go at each one of the social platforms that you decide to use with intention. I'm going to target this type of audience on LinkedIn. 
I'm going to target this type of audience on Instagram. I'm going to target this type of audience on Twitter. Be strategic. Customize the content for the social network that you are posting on. So different sized images work in different platforms. Learn about that and make sure that the images that you're sharing are sized to the platform. Different platforms allow you to share more or less text depending on the platform. So craft your messages accordingly. Make sure that you're adding value to your network. And adding value to your network doesn't just exclusively mean sending people to your website or to your demos. It means understanding the audience that you have built on a given platform and providing content that will speak to them and to their specific needs. Remember to engage. It's not just about sharing your content. It's about engaging with the content that other people are sharing as well. Likes are nice. Comments are better. Take the time to leave comments. Take the time to engage in conversations and make sure that you are taking the time to reply to people. And as a side note to this, if you are using any of these platforms or all of these platforms, make sure that you are consistently checking your inboxes. Facebook has Messenger. LinkedIn has an inbox. Twitter has direct messages. Instagram has a direct message inbox as well. Make sure that you are checking those because you could potentially be missing out on conversations if people are trying to engage with you through those platforms. Don't just broadcast a sales message. A successful social media strategy is not going onto social media once a day and talking about your voiceover work or trying to get people to listen to your voiceover demo. That's not going to do it. And don't be afraid to be personal. Don't be afraid to show a side of you. And maybe this will speak to your unique value proposition, which I talk about in the voiceover marketing playbook, starting to identify what makes you you, what makes you unique, what you bring to the table that other voice actors don't bring to the table, and finding ways to translate that into social media marketing opportunities. Don't be afraid to show different sides of you. Just make sure that they are sides that people want to engage with and that you're not going to scare people off. The reality of social media and voiceover in 2019 is that it is becoming more and more important. People have already seen audition opportunities coming from agents where part of that audition process is asking for the size of social networks. And you have two opportunities here. First, you can get really upset about it and say that that's not fair. And I'm guessing if you're doing that, it's because you're not mad about what they're asking for. It's mad. You're mad about the fact that you just have failed to grow a social network. Or the other way that you can respond to that is by grabbing hold of the opportunity, embracing social media, recognizing that it is becoming more and more relevant, understanding the importance of it, and devoting the time that it takes to build your social networks. You don't have to do them all. You can pick one or two and just crush those one or two. But the important thing is that you be strategic in how you use them, both in who you connect with, who you follow, and the content that you are sharing. When you do those things, you are going to be able to leverage your social media platform so much more towards the advantage of your voiceover business. I hope this one's helped you out. I hope that it's got you thinking about how you've built your social networks. I hope that it's got you thinking about how you can improve your social networks. And hopefully it's got some wheels spinning on some different ideas of how to engage and how to turn this into a marketing opportunity for you. 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Remember that you can listen anywhere. Find podcasts are given away for free. And that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And listen online anytime at vopreneur.com. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Amp Player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Amp for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.